You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> what up, what up, you hoes? Hey. We back in this bitch. For a snack of For a snack of so. The first snack is out. Right. Of series. Well, we're out of the preseason. We're, we're out, out of the preseason. The, we're out of the last Are we out of our preseason? Fuck? I don't know. But slightly better vibes. Better vibes, yes. We're having more fun because ridiculous things happened at the end of episode one. All right. And perhaps this music we're playing, the themed music, will give you a clue right. as uh, to what the fuck we're talking about. Are you picking up the vibes? Are you picking up the vibes? Are you feeling it? Are you it? picking up what we're putting down? It's very relevant. Yes. Perhaps you guys have met <laughs> Villanelle, Jesus Cristo. Jesus Christ. Villanelle. <laughs> Please tell me why you are seeing yourself. Uh, that's a good question. It's questions that need answers. All right. Illinois Jesus Cristo is here to survive up until Easter. We can sing happy birthday. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Will you or won't you smash Eve this time? I mean, that's my own lyrics. Here we are. I'm going to do the cover of the good week the of Ash Wednesday. <laughs> Whoa! It is Ash Wednesday. It yeah. should be Cash Wednesday. For Eve shaking that ass Wednesday. Mm. But she's not, Terrence, because she's too busy doing bullshit with Ojafari. At the very least, I mean, you tapped into the energy. Like, what, is that like Nirvana-ish? Like, how are you doing that? Nirvana? And can you teach me? I feel me? like we get Nirvana when you come into the conversion of the queerness and the O and all the acceptance right. of all things. Isn't that Nirvana? I'm going to say it is. Lilith's version of peace. <laughs> and you know oh. what? I feel like Jesus Christ Superstar is actually a perfect motherfucking callback to what we've had to deal with in episode one because I was like, Jesus Christ Superstar is literally the most 70s fucking musical that will ever exist you in the history of time. You did say that. You did. did. Because it's outrageous. The fashions are outrageous, but it's also brilliant. And I kind of feel that way about Jesus Cristo, Villanelle. Because what else can I think, Terrence? What else can I think? If there's not some brilliance behind it, it's just ridiculousness. It's just teetering on jumping the shark. And so I'm currently here with my British accent from wow. wherever. And I'm saying optimism for Jesus Cristo. And that she well. will lead to the smash. She will lead and instruct as the new lesbian Christ with gold thigh-high boots who is the orchestrator of O's and Lilith's Vapors, and she will usher Villanelle back into Villanelle from being now. Know what I'm saying? She's going to be like, bitch, this is not working. This is my prediction for episode two. She's going to be with her on the youth retreat, and she's going to be like, what you doing, girl? Who are you talking to? Um, nobody? Well, no, I'm talking about Jesus Cristo. Uh, 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 uh. Jesus Cristo talking to Villanelle is going to be like, what you uh, doing? Mm. Why is you here? Oh, you going to let them talk to you like that? If it were me, Ooh. if it were me, I would baptize them with this fucking dagger, but that's just me, Villanelle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> so that's my prediction that Jesus Cristo is there to rescue Nell from herself and bring her back into the bosom of misandry and sapphic vapors in which she gets what she wants in which she doesn't get denied in which she doesn't just get slapped and return to the cloister, the altar, and then ask Jesus why. Mm. Because literally, Terrence, that's what she did. It is Eve what slapped she her. did. Eve fucking slapped her. Then she went back to the church and looked at Jesus and said, bitch, why? That bitch, can you make happened. it make sense? And girl, none of us can make it make sense, let alone European Jesus. Because right. there's a lot of Jesuses. That was actually one of the few things that I fucked with heavy on American Gods was that concept of, you know, deities are created because we manifest them. And so whatever someone manifests is also real. And there's a scene where they're dealing with all the Jesuses. And Jesus! 
Jesus is the most diverse thing you've ever did see. Because you got what kind of Jesus they be praying over here in the Midwest? This version. What kind of Jesus are they praying to in the hood? This Jesus. What kind of Jesus are they praying to in this random part of India? This Jesus. What kind of Jesus are they praying to over here in Turkey? It's a different Jesus. It's a different wave. It's a different vibe. I don't know that I can recall a lady. Jesus Cristo in American Gods, but I will take Villanelle's version. Mm. I will. All right. I mean, there's room for it. You know me. Praying to a man. Praying to a man. right. That's not what I do. That's not what my ancestors would ask of me. And so I could see myself praying. Well, just asking things of Jesus Cristo Villanelle. Villanelle. (laughs) Could you you send Sappho my poem and just have her come? uh... Well, as I was about to say, send a bitch my way, which would be Villanelle's prayer to herself. That song came in. Shorty swing my way. (laughs) You sure look good to me. So won't you please swing my way. way. Shorty, swing my My way. way. Swing it over here, shorty. (laughs) Anyways, nobody's swinging shit to Villanelle. Except for May. And what happened to May? I was about to say, what happened to May? Swinging, what but... happened to May? She was swinging. And what happened? Uh, she, she, what had, happened? She, had a, she took a little drink. Exactly. A little drink. She took one of those jaunty <laughs> Terrence Pilastri gulps. Like what you did with that vodka at the end of our live, during the middle of our live. Mm. And if you guys listen to that recap and you're like, Terrence sounds a little serene. In this moment, <laughs> a little calm. It's because I'm motherfucker drunk. All right? It's because he's three sheets to the wind during the recap. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I think that led to the holistic less screaming that you did where I was probably what you would refer to as unhinged the entire time, unhinged and moody and sad. But you were just, you were in the vibes and you stayed in those vibes that you created for yourself at the end of the live Mm -hmm. and they carried off into the recap and I salute you. The the goal is for me to create a vibe that is so steady that I am seeing a Villano Jesus Cristo and they're telling me, good, you're doing good things. And then, you know wait, that- but, So wait, just to make sure I understand. Is Jesus Cristo Villanelle talking to you and saying you did a good job? Well, one day, I didn't I didn't reach that level of Nirvana yet, but I'm sure I'll crack it soon enough. I believe in you. Oh my God. So look, we are here to snack, to talk, to recap, to recover. From episode one, we don't know. Mm-hmm. All those words. There was a lot of stuff and we took some articles. We were like, get the fuck out of here. Because you guys know we usually cover, I was in Revelation to go into this articles. We had to cut articles because it's halfway between I don't give a damn and I'm coping. Like, I feel like those are the two dancing things. Like, I don't give a fuck. But also, I'm still trying to cope with what I already have. That I can't be inundated with no, new things. And potentially new gaslighting promises like Sandra O telling me that Folger Falry wasn't a love interest. <sighs> and I'm still trying to hang on to the waves and the vibes. And I'm like, Sandra O, you're not calling Sandra a liar, Candace. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you haven't seen the full waves and the vibes. Maybe she's about to stab this man in episode two. And that's why the listeners wanted you to watch it early. Even though there was no way it was in the first two minutes. So I take that back. I still have scorn for you listeners who are like, watch it, Candace, watch it. Yeah, watch that dress that. We rarely get things we like, like in scream. two minutes. We rarely get things, and that's just the, the misandry way. We rarely get things that we like in two hey, minutes. Yo, I'm just telling minutes. y'all right now, and some of you guys have said, don't worry, Candace, it gets gay. It needs to be gay AF. As the kids say online, it needs to be gay as fuck. All right? You know, somebody better be doing something. It better not be Ellen slobbing on her bitch. Like, whoever that bitch is with the blonde streaks, congratulations on being gay. Fantastic. You're a part of the 11%. But I need other things. And like right. I said, she better walk up on Eve and say some real sick, yes. sapphic shit. It better, it better borderline on pornographic. Or what is the word for provocative, but it's seedy? What is that word? No, I know what you mean, but it's like... Right, I want to hear a line like, mm, I never thought I'd see the day. You know, something like you, 
out of a turtleneck? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I never thought I'd see the day. I'd be like, first of all, what do you mean see the day? How many photos or video clips do you have of a bitch you never thought you'd see the day? Girl, what? Uh, we I'm, have I'm never sure. seen each other face to face. I know. Face. We, uh, well, actually. I'm just saying no, I no, want right. Ellen, especially because she's a boss bitch. She is obviously not concerned with any of the ethical things other people who are employed by, I don't know, Fortune 500 companies are concerned with. She doesn't care about being predatory. She certainly didn't care oh, about right. flirting no. with Bella now. So no. she better see Eve in that fucking dress. And she better come correct, Lauda. She better come correct. She better be like, girl, the fuck is She was right. You do have a nice body. I like, want to <gasps> lick you up and down till you say stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but God. is it not apropos? No, no, it's right. It's not apropos. No, right, right. It let's, is, no. Let's keep going. All right, all right. Let, Let me play with your body, baby, baby and you feel hot. Because <laughs> tonight, baby, I, I want to get freaky with you. No, she's got to get hit on at least twice in that bar. That's why I said, lick. If you see all that skin, mm-hmm. are you thinking about playing Parcheesi? No. No, you're not, sir. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. I want sordid mess. Because if I have to deal with the fact that Eve is not seen by Villanelle, or should I say, Nell. Sad Nell in this dress. And what would Nell even do? Sink to her knees again and pray to the box? I do believe. She would short circuit. No, she would. Right. She would short circuit. That's what she would do. Okay, so perhaps, or look at me trying to find out. Even look, look, at that point, even if Eve Palaschi were to walk, to turn to walk away. Nell can't handle it. Now Villanelle's staring at the sky. Villanelle's not staring. Like, she's not staring at anything. No, I know because she's, she's not, not there. there. But I'm just saying, if she she's was there, there there's like there. no action please, Eve no. could take. Please don't bring me back that to my muse. It... Please do not okay. bring me back to my empty muse. Okay. If you want to relive those butterflies, the preseason snack. The preseason is there. Because so I surely back. was screaming. No, yeah. And there mm. were surely things we had to edit out because there was too much screaming. And here you are talking about what Villanelle might have done had she mm. seen the scar. When a bitch won't get to see the scar, Terrence. And I feel a tear welling in the corner of my. I, which is why I say, look, 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 louder. I'm going to need you to bring the sapphic, foul-mouthed, lustful, sexually explicit conversation between Eve and Ellen, the lady in red, because I need you to make up for the fact that Eve has definitely slept with Phil Jafari at least three times in episode one. I feel like we were, we were bombarded with that information with C's that say, you know, they just fucked. <laughs> oh, they're about to fuck. <laughs> Here's Fojafari making references to his nipples with nuts. Here's Eve with lines about nuts. Candace, are you ready to run through the wall? But not the happy way where I said I could run through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. This is the bad way. Where you run through the wall to do violence. You run through the wall to tackle somebody. And that somebody is Fojafari. Give him shaking man syndrome. You know how they call shaking baby syndrome? Where they say people just shake up the baby and it's horrible? This is me with Fojafari. Shaking man syndrome. Why are you with Eve? Why do you have all the inside jokes? They said we listened you know to all of the demands for Eve to have sex this season, and we're gonna give her all the sex. And it's like, no, excuse me, what's not what we? That's not. This is not. What is that we what we demanded? For. This is not what we asked for. It's not. I'm pretty sure no one demanded more knob hopping. Hashtag thinks I hate it. In fact, I think that I can still be heard yelling into the ether in another verse, another world, another planet, another reality about how we definitely didn't want Eve hopping on a knob. So I reject it. I object to it. I refuse that reality because it's simply not true. So that's where I'm at. What an intro. Jesus Cristo Villanelle. And Eve coming up in episode two in the gown. So I don't know what y'all gonna get. For the next recap, you can hear right now in this intro how untethered I remain. <laughs> Truly. I just needed to be gay as fuck. And I need, like I said, I need to be. I'm right where, you know, LL Cool J doing it and doing it and doing it well. Hey. Like I, I'm just saying like you can't put Eve in that dress and then say Ellen, who is a queer bitch. And flirted with Villanelle and not have her say something. 
Right? Like, you can't do it. Especially with Eve been in Uniqlo. No. Eve been in right. Uniqlo. So, like I said, I need Ellen to come correct. With Eve in that gown and make up for the fact Villanelle's not there. She's like, look, I got a wife. But tonight, baby, I see you in this gown. That's what I need, y'all. <laughs> and if that's not what I get from Ellen, man, I want it. Man, I want it. If I don't get Ellen slobbering all over Eve, if I don't get Ellen drooling, like, she's there with her wife and she's still like, yo, what? Are you with her on her, Turtle like, Jake no idea. Like, you are... I, no, I do. Oh, Jay Money from Jessica Jones? Right. She Absolutely. was like, you know, I have a wife, but you know, this secretary though. Actually, facts. I do believe that Ellen is giving Jerry from mm. Jessica Jones mm. because that bitch had it all and her mm. cake and icing too. Right. It was fucked up, which is why the purple man did her dirty by the end Oof. of the, the season. But she is a Jerry. Just a killer version. No, yeah. Well, shout out to Carrie and Moss. But yeah, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is I don't care if the lady in red is there with her wife, her mother-in-law, and all her damn kids. If she got eight kids, I don't care. I just need her to see Eve and give me via proxy what Villanelle would give. I need her to be shocked. I need her to be taken aback. And I need her to be turned on. Okay? No, actually, And if I don't yes. get that, if I don't yes. get that, friends, friends, if I don't get that, the scream that will open up the recap for episode two. And y'all already have heard so many screams. But I promise, I promise I will break barriers. Perhaps the sound barrier with my scream because it's not right. That I finally get to see if Pilastri and Couture and Villanelle does not get to enjoy it. Or Nell. I mean, I know we said that Nell could not handle it, but she still deserves it. She still deserves it. It's true. It's true. You know, there's nobody wearing gowns like that up in a church. It's been seven months since Villanelle has seen a a bitch in couture. Wouldn't you say? Actually, yes. We are overdue for some looks. But maybe, I don't know. Or she just, her eyes are overdue to be able to look (laughs) onto something. (laughs) Like an Eve Pilastri. That's why I say you gotta give me that song Freak Me by Silk about looking upwards and downwards. Until someone says stop. Well, with it being Ash Wednesday, is, aren't people supposed to, to you keep saying locate Ash Wednesday a and thing? It's disturbing me. Aren't you supposed to locate a thing that's in your life that you can live without and then go without it for forty days? Are you talking? <laughs> are you talking about fasting? Lent or yeah, this is the season. It is the season to be so fasting. Is la 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 la. So we we can I mean, I know. we can say the Villanelle has given up on I don't know the loving unless it's Eve and maybe Eve has just given up. What given up on on sex sapphic sex? Please say no. Please say psych. Because if that's the case, I really need Ellen to bring it. Like I said, she needs to bring the Freak Me by Silk, or she needs to bring the LL Cool J, you know which what? I mentioned earlier, and you know which song. The song I know by heart. No, no. Since but, I was a kid. But, it's our first time together and I'm feeling kind of horny. Conventional methods of making love kind of bore me. I want to so, knock your block off, get my rocks off, blow your socks off. So make sure your G-spots. If, if, soft. if, the, if, <laughs> if we get Does she pass, not need LL though? Well, yeah, she does need a lot of LL in her life. Okay. But if the intense flirting happens. But does she not need LL? Something will awaken within Eve. If like, let's say there's a thing that happens. The lady in red needs to awaken the, it. If there's missing hours in the months, because the truth is out there, then yes, this will be the closest Eve has come to the sapphic since the missing hours. So Lord. she will react. There's a way that mm. that reaction will happen. I hope it's so, a reaction. I hope it's a reawakening, a reinvigorating situation for her. So I could get my LOO with somebody. If it's not going to be the lady in red and Eve, please let it be Jesus Cristo. Villanelle. And Eve. She could call Villanelle Cristo Big Daddy. I'm going to call you Big Daddy and scream your name. Matter of fact, I can't wait for your candy rain. That's Eve. But what if it the is? Jesus Cristo. What if it is Lady Villanelle. Red? 
And then Foe tries to be like, oh, let's go. Stop do, do, do. And wait, and then Eve's over it because because she, she got the real thing. If Foe somehow like, interrupts or... I don't know just about interrupts. Di- just does anything. No, if Foe does anything to disrupt anything, I might combust. That's all. I'm, I I'm just I'm, I don't know if it'll be like an interrupt thing. I think it's Foe just trying to do what he knows he and Eve would normally do. And Eve's not on that page anymore because Eve's got a better source. And mm. it might be the lady right going, you know, I could do this for you, but I need you to do this for me. I need you to jump through this hoop for me. And <laughs> then we can see about doing something. Sad. Oh, is that why she asked Eve to go <laughs> to on do the all bank? these random errors? <gasps> yes. Because she says, if you want permission needs... to drink from these sapphic yeah. waters, mm-hmm. Eve Pilastri. Mm-hmm. Oh, does she do something to fuck up Eve then? Okay, I'm totally in. I'm in, 100%. But it's because I have to be in. It's because I have to be in. It's because I need Laura Neal to give me something gay as fuck to make up for the fact that Villanelle won't see the gown and my muse has to die. A tragic, tragic muse. I feel like next episode I'm going to play funeral music when it's officially dead. <sighs> like, once I see the episode, I will have to mourn in real time what we're not getting. But if there's enough gay goodness and what can be enough? To match truly Villanelle seeing that gown. But if it if it's decent, queer goodness, I might find a way to carry on. So I'm gonna take this. That she's gonna see Eve in a dress and be like, oh, okay. She'd be on her freak me. She's gonna be on her LL Cool J doing it well. And then she's gonna be like, okay, bitch, before you fully taste the nectar. Although I like what I see happening here. Prove to me that you have additional misandry skills. Right, prove to me that you're and not Eve a waste like, of oh? my time. No, right. Oh? No, right. And where's Gun? Chilling in the cut? Yeah, I Gun, gun sees wish, it too. No, I hope and wish. Sees the dress I hope too. and wish and dream. Gun sees the dress. But sometimes when I think about my gun muse, I'm like, ain't no way Eve slept with a gun and she's still fucking with Fojafari. But this is what right? I'm saying. she's trying to steal everything he has because she has no money and she's consistently embezzling and taking his credit card numbers to then pay for her hotel. Once Eve and her motorcycle outfit. Once Eve gets a taste of either the lady red or gun, it's over for Fujifari. It's over for and all he's gonna be He's going to try to do dudes. that that thing, whatever he does, and Eve be like, oh, you love it? Ew, she's, not gonna, she's not going to read. Shimmy? She's not going to be Horrible. picking up what they're putting down. That rapport that we keep seeing that they have where they're like, oh, I how long have y'all been? But it, it be will gone. be gone. It needs to be gone. Because Eve's not going to be thinking about him. I don't She's not going to be checking for none of that. She's going to be thinking about when can I see Gun again? When can I see the Lady in Red again? Earth to Eve. When but, can I see you again? And then that's probably why in the previous he was like, oh, four long bathroom breaks because she's like, I need I need to when I can my go. heart beat right. once again no but those are the lyrics agreed agreed because I do agree that once you're in there with the jaunt of Lilith you can't just abandon it it's not how it works it's not actual or factual so is this me now removing my muse because of how much bullshit how much het propaganda they show me with Fojafari is this me now backing off the gun muse and now I'm saying she just flirted with gun <laughs> so wait Terrence if she didn't sleep with gun beforehand which I'm still holding on oh, piece right. of me Six aside of me maybe, aside right, of me, maybe. so it doesn't explain foe but aside of me is holding on but is there enough time for her to sleep with gun before episode five or six and then rekindle by the time we get to the back half of the season it happens in episode two oh i can't no okay maybe i just feel like if they something she has to run these errands for a reason like if you slept with a woman i feel like the inbox would be on blast like people wouldn't be spoiling me but they would be spoiling me because there would be 87 people can't you watch episode two and i would get the feeling that something Mm. was in there that would make me very happy well like e fucking a bitch well then maybe episode three Like because well, what do we what do we Villanelle? know? She rejects Villanelle right. again. Well, episode three. well, well, again. I mean, if she just if had you a fantastic waters, old, if right? You have a right, fantastic old. It makes right. it easier to reject the next one. That slap. Well, you got stuff on the side, or just things waiting. Right. 
percolating. Right. You can be like, actually, I don't need you. Villanelle said, you know, I need to go talk to Martin because I'm not feeling okay. Oh my God, I'm not ready. We haven't even started this snack, but I'm just we not did. ready because, and we have to start soon, so we don't get completely out of control, but I'm just not ready for the fact that Eve has rejected Villanelle. And not to once, so not to twice, but potentially but three, three times. times. But by the time we are in that therapy session with Martin, that hand touch, it's so different now. It has different mm-hmm. colors and waves and vibes because that's that desperate touch. That's that, do you remember me? Do you remember the tinglys? Do you remember Forest of Dean? Do you remember the redacted files? Like, I just... No, right? I just, I need for Villanelle to get something in return from Eve because she is trying way too fucking hard. It seems like she's being the most real she ever was with a bitch. Outside of that prayer at the end there, it's like, girl, you haven't... What has God done done for you? I'm not sure. But I just need... I I need something to... I need reciprocation because Villanelle's trying. It's series two to Eve. All you do is take and take. It's what she said. Except her pleasure. So Right. Is she taken? Villanelle? Not the way you need her to. Right. Not not right. that way. Not that way. So So if right. we could work on that. If we could just if we could just work on that. That that would be great. I'm gonna continue to marinate and I suppose I'll have more to say after we finally watch episode two. But I just wanted to add that I'm even more in the throes when it comes to Villanelle putting her hand in Eve's knowing what we've seen so far about these two. It just that was me taking a moment of silence wow. for myself and to ponder. To quote Florence of, you know, Florence and the Machine, the very thing you're best at is the thing that hurts the most. So I'm going to need, <laughs> I'm going to need can't. Eve. I can't, sir. I'm going to need Eve to just be easy. Go go easy on Villanelle. Right? Can we just be easy? I know the bitch, like, did a lot of things in the past three series, but she didn't even do that much. In series three, besides walk on the bus all cocky and shit, just to get headbutted after the best kiss of her life. <sighs> Anyways, let's get into the corrections, man. I think it's time. We got to start this next episode. No, it's true. We do. All right. Let's go to corrections. It's the correction segment. Wow. Did we totally fuck that up? Did we? I mean, I hope that did. Did we? Did we? Yeah. And this is why we have snack episodes. All right, yo. I feel like this segment is really just me. Like, there's one few in there, but it's really Candace being a whole lot of wrong. A whole lot of wrongness for Candace. Well, I think it's more that, you know, we had just projections. We had hopes. We had dreams, you know? No, it's me being wrong in my wrongness. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to own it. It was hopes and dreams, but they're dead, Terrence. So let's not beat around the bush about my hopes and dreams. They're dead. Okay, no, that's dramatic. But I feel dramatic. These particular hopes and dreams. Dreams are dead. All right, so my first correction is a correction that greets me in the face immediately as soon as the episode starts. And that was me being wrong about Eve not being on that damn motorcycle. I did not believe it. And it's not because I didn't want it. I just was like, Eve on a motorcycle? Really? Eve? And it's probably because I wanted to see Villanelle again on the motorcycle. I definitely am good with Eve on a motorcycle, but I was absolutely wrong that it was either Villanelle or Gunn or other assassin Pam or Lady in Red. I basically said anybody. Right, anyone. But Eve, yep. and they said, bitch, two seconds in, it's Eve. It's Eve, Candace. You were wrong. So there it is. I was incorrect about Eve on the motorcycle being a rough rider. It was it was hard to get the framing right because it was like that. Per- I was like that person looks really short. No, was- you did. And I said the door could be really big, Terrence. It could be a big ass door. We don't know what building this is in Europe, y'all. It was a regular sized door, and that was Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> that was Sandra oh, waltzing in, in her Rough Riders gear to shoot Constantine. <sighs> well, I mean, if there was a thing to be, I guess not all the way right about. I mean, this is this is the worst outcome. You know what I mean? It's not the worst. Right. It's really not. So for my second correction, because of course I have another, I must say that I was wrong. Once again about Eve Plastry not meeting up with Constantine, and especially not early. And once again, Lara said, 
And that was her slapping me in the face. Like Eve did to Villanelle. And she said, Candace, you're wrong. Because actually it's gonna be literally the first scene, just like the motorcycle, that not only is Eve on a motorcycle, in a Rough Riders outfit, but she is visiting Constantine, who is not in Cuba. Candace, another, uh, what is that? Is that a B? It's like a, it's like a side thing to my right. correction. It's like a, cor a correctception. It's weird. I, mean, I literally said to you, there's no way Constantine's in Europe. There's no way <laughs> that Constantine is in this hemisphere. And Laura said, bitch, you're wrong. You're wrong and you're wrong again. So I'm here to stand in my truth and say I was wrong. That Eve did run into Constantine in episode one. Eve will probably bump into Constantine again. And I hope she shoots him again just for um, shits and giggles. Because <laughs> he's definitely going to be traumatized second time around. And I'm still kind of mad we don't see Irina yet. Because what is he doing? Right. No one And said maybe they'll make sense of it. But it doesn't make sense right now that Constantine is running for mayor. I'm not going to expose your muse. But it was a good muse. A good ass muse you had about Constantine being in politics in Russia. But those are the facts, y'all. Wow. The way I was about to launch into Zena and Gabrielle musical, I was wrong. Yes, I Lie. Yes, I lied. <laughs> I didn't know I was lying, though. Oh, man. I didn't know I was lying at the time. I'm <sighs> sorry. Forgive me. <laughs> stop hating. Stop hurting. Forgive me. No, Candace, don't. Don't do this. Oh, and man. the thing is, I already told you I was in season four of Xena. Mm. Now that I'm back to putting background shows in there, and I'm probably going to mix in Person of Interest, because I've been feeling like, oh, procedurals. Let me put Person of Interest back up in there. But yeah, for Xena, I, I got there to the crucifixion. Ooh, the first or the second? The one that broke the world? Like the one that broke the one that the that also and... took Caesar out on the Ides of March while he was oh, okay. out there. Okay, right. And okay. Brutus was like, oh, that was all. I hey, was. bitch. Got and he was like, and two, homie. He was like, yeah, it's me. Cause they do it again. I was in my fills in the early AM because I was watching Z and I was like, damn, not this shit still moving me. And it really has to do with the ride or die aspect of Gabrielle being on that ship. Like, I need peace. I need to choose peace and nonviolence. I need to find my way. And then fucking Kalisto cracks Zena across the back with the chakram that it breaks in half. And that says, girl, what are we about to do in this situation? We gonna choose peace? Oh, we gonna choose your bae. And she chose her bae. And then she murked like nine motherfuckers before she was holding the knife and was like, oh, snap. <laughs> Me a killer. Anyways, I was in my fells all the way up to five in the morning watching Zena like, I still love this damn show. Because they get that mulligan afterwards where Zena is just the bride of Caesar. And then, you know, Gabrielle's a prisoner. It's like, what are you in for? I spoke. <laughs> oh, right. No, no, no. I, this was the most intense one. When they were foreshadowing the crucifixion okay. the entire time. Yes. And when you first were watching it, you were like, yo, what the fuck like, is they happening better over there? Not they better not think, crucify right, these hoes. Right. And they said, actually, we will crucify these hoes. But it's Zena, so they'll come back to life. <laughs> but I'm just hoping I get something like that, something to really get me in my fills. I definitely need a scene like that from Killing Eve to get me in my fills, but not in a sad way. Not how right. I was no. this past episode. Right. Drowning no, in that. sadness. I would like to drown in happy fills. Oh, and I do have one more correction. And you guys probably already know what this is because I've screamed about it, but I was wrong about the dress. I was wrong about the gown. I was wrong about the couture. I screamed. I... I, I, I dreamed. I, I screamed and I dreamed. I And Terrence, nothing, nothing's coming true. I, know. I have See, to get this, it out. I have to get it out. It's. I have to take this out. I Let me take this out. I will take it. Listeners, beloved friends, I was wrong, all right? I was wrong. I led you all down a muse that said, maybe Villanelle will see this fucking dress. And then I said, not only will she see the scar, I said, there'll be scar play. The way I elevated us all, our dreams, only to have us <sighs> crash into Hades. And maybe it's not Hades. Maybe the lady in red says that Eve is finger licking good and that's what happens. But I don't know. I don't know until I watch episode two. But I'm here to say I was wrong. And Villanelle probably won't see shit. I was wrong. And Villanelle probably won't see shit. I was wrong. And Villanelle's at 
the youth retreat, spinning in circles with Jesus Cristo Villanelle. And I hope she's having fun, but she is missing out on the dress. She sure is. But it's also the way that I wanted this to be the bookend to the whole series. I wanted this to be the ice cream parlor, like, equivalent, where it's like Whatever. Eve's doing the thing, meeting Let up with a girl. Right, and Bury I, your muse. I see. I see. It's going Bury on. your muse. It is buried. I'm it so is. sorry. And I have to go on. You got one time? plot. You got one plot. A bitch got a fucking, a whole cemetery right now, uh, and it's, uh, we're in episode one. How am uh, I in here with 5011 corrections? In episode one, Darren! I'm sure. Oh. Clown makeup contour. Time to make a new inspired clown shirt because this is me. Oh my gosh, I didn't show you guys on the live for those of you who are watching, but Terrence saw that I was wearing the clown pendant. Oh no, yes. With the bling that's going to be for the biggest well, well, clingy clown. Again, we don't know how we're going to determine the clownery, but maybe one of those ways will be send in your most ridiculous muses. Let's start there. And then the competition will continue <laughs> to evolve, as it were. It's still in motion, but uh, I think it's time for your only correction. Oh, well, what I'll say is, you know what? I will join you in, my, in some sorrow and in some sadness, but maybe this won't be fully a sad affair because, of course, my fear Are you trying to say is... your correction isn't even a full correction because it's no, not no. fully sure to not be a correction? It's like, this is one of those things where I wanted to see what they would do with this. The way this person was written about in the articles that we were getting, it was like, we're going to get all this material about them. And we thought, it, I thought it was all going to come out in episode one. I thought episode one was going to be this large backstory journey of Pam. And You did say that. And we, we didn't get Pam like that. We Pam, definitely did Pam not. got in the car. Uh, that's it. That's all we really got of Pam. And we will see if episode two does more with Pam and Pam interacting with her brother and maybe the brother dying in that episode. We don't know. But everyone knows about this whole story with Pam. So it has to be in the beginning of one of these episodes. So if it's not in episode two, then what? It gets stretched to three? Like, so it I sounds like your, your, your prediction isn't totally fucking dead. Or we'll mine, is, mine is buried. Mine no. is six feet under. Okay. But you're might lost. as well have been cremated. But it's there's not, nothing left. No, you're right that it's there's vapors. nothing left. But Barely I that. But I don't get anything <laughs> with those things that are gone. I you still wanted fair those and images. You still fair and better than me. You still doing better than a bitch. I don't know. Me dealing with the fact that Villanelle does not get to see this dress does not sit right with me. I mean, gun seeing it would help a little. It would help. It would help. But I'm not okay. As it stands, I'm not okay. <sighs> Woo. Well, congratulations on your one correction that isn't even really a correction until the series is over. Some of us are in the light still, and that's you, Mr. Palastri. Congratulations. I'm glad uh, one of us, one of us is in the light. We deserve it. I was about to say, oh, goody. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Oh, goody. I'm the winner. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not going to do take that. It to the, just take it to the next segment, please, sir. Oh, yes. Let us, I was about to say, mosey all down and let me not mosey. We're not moseying. You love to mosey from segment to segment. Apparently, right. Why don't you saunter? Let's saunter to the next segment. We are going to saunter to Revelations. Revelations. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Oh, same time. Jinx. Oh, nice. Queer jinx. And that's my own version of jinx. Penalties. TBD. Killing Eve. Revelations. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did that really just fucking happen? <laughs> I'm dead. 
All right, first up with the fucking news is a revelation. It's perhaps not a revelation for everyone out there, but either way, we're going to bring it up again because this film will actually be releasing mid-month, mid-March, halfway through the first part of Killing Eve, and it is the new horror film starring a one Sandra O. Oh. Uma. Ooh. Uma. You've seen the poster. I did. It's giving vibes. I retweeted it the other day on my personal Twitter, and it was so... Well, you know how I am about horror films, like... Terrence can attest the bar is in hell whatever in fact no it's it's no, below hell no, I, was gonna say, I like, will watch we any watch horror Shutter. Film. like you know there's like an app that's like a horror app I pay for app. Shudder right. right only it's, horror ridiculous like people B like horror. myself pay for Shudder and other additional horror apps I don't know if C horror is a, even a thing but it's oh, it's, it's like C okay. horror is absolutely so it's there. B horror and C horror like there's levels to horror yeah absolutely no. it's stuff with practical effects it's stuff with um, uh, some special effects. It's, yeah, it's it's lots of things. Most horror, I mean, ultimately, it is watchable with a friend. I will watch it if Candace is watching it. I will. Oh, because you don't like horror films. It's... Terrence it's is the process. kind to get shooketh. I, on the other hand, it's like the way I could cozy up to a horror film. But I just think that's I was indoctrinated when I was a wee one. And I love a good horror film. You know, I could watch horror any time of the day. I watch all horror films when I don't know what else to watch in terms of a movie. I'm like, let me get a horror. And that's what Shudder's for. That you just go through the shits and it doesn't matter how horrible it is. You know, what kind of bullshit had propagandas in there as long as the heads are going down and not the gays. I'm fucking fine with that. But yeah, I love me a good horror film, so not only am I super excited there's another new horror film that looks like it won't be total shite. It looks like there will be acting with range and there will be a budget to speak of. Oh, yes. It's fucking Sandra Oh. And I'm like, she's not done this before. And so we know the bitch gonna bring it. And then we watch the trailer. And it's chills. I like that we are not dealing with a bunch of dudes. Let's that start part. there. Yep. We're dealing with the legacy of mothers, womanhood, that whole thing. Oh, bring it. Sandra Oh gets to play her actual ethnicity. Check, check, check. It's the thing she said she wanted to do at this stage in her life as an actor. And so I'm just super excited for what's happening. I'm like mother-daughter, but not right. the way they said about Killing Eve. No, for right. different mother-daughter. Can we, can, the mother-daughter right, we right. want. The mother-daughter we want. And so I'm excited. I hope it's incredible. I hope she wins an award, even though awards bodies love to hate on horror films. A fantasy and I just I already know that whatever Sandra's doing in this she should get something from somewhere somebody mm -hmm. do it I don't care who make it happen oh the bone chillingness of this trailer like I don't I don't care where Appa is Appa probably is dead who cares who knows it's all about Uma <laughs> it's Uma not Appa Appa's yo, gone yo when she it's threw Uma. them ashes just in the hole I said girl that's not like energy. this no wait wait that is that energy is I can, I can no, imagine energy. the smoke you had for her when she was up, like, <laughs> amongst the living. like if this is how you treat but what the kind of smoke truly did she have because she wasn't in contact with her mama like she in America doing stuff and her mama overseas doing other stuff so, and by herself by so, herself she so, was not with her mama her mama died alone this could be like an integrity thing I, I like I brought up earlier like like when you choose to give your child it's your child's best chance somewhere and it's away from you like how then are you able to instill values to have that child not forget where they came from if you sending the child all the way over there and you're all the way over here so well we'll see what this movie explores but I would imagine the concept of generational curses is there that Ooh. potentially every child is like I don't want to be well again this is a broad statement no, yeah, but yeah. the concept of every child being like I don't want to repeat this about my parent or my mother specifically here and that being unavoidable perhaps for Sandra O's character Uma herself and then her daughter because we don't know what's happening in this film we just know that a bitch was not kicking with her mom 
towards the end of her life and her own child in the trailer is like, I can't wait till I'm away from here. And it's like, uh-oh, deja vu, bitch. Deja vu, bitch. So I'm excited for it. New content. Yes, that's not the chair because the chair was not giving for me the way that I needed it to give. But Uma, Uma looks like it's going to serve. Just might, right. And it's horror. So again, I'm easy when it comes to horror and it's got Sandra O, oh, so it's already going to be top tier. That part. In any case, Uma premieres on March 18th. As I said earlier, it's the middle of the month. Looks like it's going straight to theaters. No idea if it's going to be accessible at home via pay-per-view or some shit like that. And I said, not me risking the Rona for Sandra O. Oh. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to, I'm going to be afraid, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. This is like one of those scream situations where you just, you're like, I got to be in the theater, especially horror bitch like me. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta watch Sandra O oh scare the shit out of me in the dark. And also I have a tradition of throwing my popcorn. And so that's how I know I'm really having a great time. And it's the most pointless thing. I fully admit this to all of you, but Candace does get a large, like the bucket kind of popcorn that no one ever finishes for the movie. And whenever I see a horror film, if that bucket of popcorn goes into the air and spills across whatever persons and chairs are nearby it's a good film that's all my favorite horror films I've done exactly that and there's always people in the back but it's Rona so maybe there'll be nobody there because I probably won't try to see the film unless it's 3am and nobody's up in there but I would like to throw all of my popcorn for Sandra O, oh, and that means it's getting five horror stars from Candace. you just had me think of a jaunty outing where I had my plus one go to freshen up in the restroom and freshen then when up. they came back there was popcorn all over the floor, and they were trying to figure out what happened. And I was, I was. Oh, you would have went no, through the popcorn. Yeah, I had no, I had no words. I could not. I you had nothing to say. I had nothing to say. <laughs> I, I mean, the the trail oh, is barely started. Why am I afraid? Like, what's going on? And so I'm, I'm one of those when it comes to seeing horror films in public. But you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's why you get the big bucket so that when you throw it all over everyone, there's still some left to munch on. All right, so. <laughs> That's been my strategy since high school, and it has not failed me yet. So, yeah, we are looking forward to this. We will probably let you guys know what the fuck we think about it once we actually do see it. And if you are cool with risking the Rona to see Sandra O, oh, then, you know, do it. Do that shit. Or if you cannot stream it and support a bitch that way. Oh, right. and you know, randomly, this is produced by Sam Raimi. And we were just talking about Zeno. No, right. So, whatever. The connections are there. They are. They are. They are there. Also on Revelations and Entertainment Weekly, uh, we have an article Where's our titled, cover? Well, no, that sorry. too. No, but, seriously. But also, real talk. Seriously? Don't make me come over to Entertainment Weekly. Sorry. You no, better no, no, give no, us the no. last week. Right. Like, for no. the Killing Eve series finale, like, you better give us the cover. No, it better sure. be what's waiting so we can frame it as a bookend. Anyways, continue. And we have an article and it's titled, Sandra Owen Jody Cover preview creative deaths, new faces, and end games of Killing Eve's final season. This was written, I was about to say yesterday, but that is a helping February twenty third. February 23rd. 2022. <laughs> and the article's thoughts. It all comes down to this violent end. The fourth final season of Killing Eve, which is its first episode this past Sunday at 8. Uh, <laughs> I like how you up, add in words and shit. No, right? Adorable. Picks up sometime after the emotional exchange between Eve and Villanelle at the end of season three. Sometime? <laughs> That's putting it lightly. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to need something with just a more finite We've got seven months. Seven months at the minimum, but yes. <laughs> this time around, Eve is on a revenge mission, and Villanelle has found a brand new community in an attempt to prove she's not amongst the Carolyn Fiona Shaw, meanwhile, is still obsessed with chasing down the 12 and the person that ordered the death of her son, Kenny. As we can 
last year. <laughs> Whatever. It is the same talking points. Ahead of the Literally new season. Literally the same talking no, points. Right. Ahead of the new season, which BBC America promises builds towards a messy, I like that, nuanced and totally glorious it, series. It needs to be finale. glorious. It needs to be glorious. It, it could be a little more nuanced, though. Um, let's ooh. see. <laughs> oh, I'm just. And I, I'm just <laughs> Entertainment Weekly got Owen Coma to answer our burning questions about the evolution of their characters' relationship, new faces to keep an eye on, and, and where, where it's all, all headed. Oh, it's like a script. I'll be Jody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about uh, to say Scouse. We'll see. TBD. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what's going to come out of my mouth? This is me as Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. In the trailer, Carolyn asks Eve what game she's playing. So let me ask you both the same thing. What games are you guys playing at this Well, season? Sandra's playing head games. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm... <laughs> as Jody, I almost feel like I'm not playing a game. <laughs> I didn't mean to react that I don't way. Know. Right? It's not even... Mm. It's giving that movie I channeled for Gentleman Jack Crack. And I was like, mm. little Jamie in his cradle. Oh, right? the way. So it's not... That wasn't Scouse. It was something somewhere between Irish, Scottish, bullshit. I'm um, a pen. Can't forget I'm that sorry. either. Right. <laughs> right. I almost feel like I'm not playing a game this season. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. This is going to be a shit show. Do you want to also be Sandra Ew, or, do, or do you want me to try... No, you be Sandra. Okay. <clears throat> you be Sandra. And me asked Sandra O, you know, it's interesting. It's actually the least amount of gameplay. The game is in some ways the exterior, overarching hunt for the 12, which continues to be the game. The actual game between us becomes less and less significant, but the connection becomes more real. I don't like the word significant Uh, in that line uh, of sentence. Well, if that means there's less bullshit and pretense and more let's go to the boudoir and murder someone on the way there, I'm good with that. I'm good with boom, boom, boom if least i want you in my room it's like right boom 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 i want you in my room ayo <laughs> see you knew where i was going with that okay i am back to being jody and honest i think it's the most honest we see them together entertainment weekly in season three we're told that kenny fell to his death whatever but definitely felt like that was not the whole truth oh did it did it <laughs> will we get more answers on his death this season oh <clears throat> it's the driving force of carolyn's storyline this season It takes her all around the world in her quest. Let's just say to solve or find Kenny's killer. The way, I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. If you could just see what Terrence is doing, he is reading this like he's Sandra Oh. He is drawing things in the air, like he's conducting some sort of augmented reality orchestra. I don't know. I just needed to point it out. I just feel like Sandra Oh. No, you're channeling Sandra. That's fine. No, she she would. would. She would. She would be doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah. But it kind of turns into something much deeper about her moral fiber. I'll be Entertainment <laughs> Weekly since you are still Sandra Oh. Okay. Candace says Entertainment Weekly. What about Eve's husband, Nico? Yeah. Told- <coughs> Get that intern out of here. <laughs> Who told Eve to, quote, piss off forever last season. Is it fair to say we're done with that storyline? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> time has passed. Again, give Nico's me the time. Nico's time has passed. And Nico's storyline has been wrapped up in the way of like, Good. we are separated. You also then see in some ways a new person in Eve's life, Yusuf. And I'm like, ah! boo! Boo! Boo, Yusuf! Candace is a team and we slid right in. Like, how does... Shh, please don't. The way you... I know. I'm sorry. Why did you? I'm, I the way I sorry. always see double entendres. Boo. Okay. Candace's Entertainment Weekly. You mentioned Yusef. Are there other new faces we should be keeping an eye on? Oh, <laughs> the lady in red. 
<laughs> the highest ranking oh, member right. as well. Alain. She says Alain. Played by Camille Cotton, who was up to series regular for series four. Me is Jody. Oh, yeah. Always got to keep an eye on her. Yeah, Lady in Red. She so. is a dangerous lady. <laughs> Back to Jody. For sure. There is a new assassin who is extremely dangerous in a very different way. There's actually a few people, and I feel like within this world, no one can be trusted, really. Girl, ain't that the truth? We can't trust not a one individual in Killing Eve. Oh, Mia's Entertainment Weekly. One of the most amusing parts of this show in the past has been the creative ways that Villanelle kills. Will we see a return to form for her in that regard? Any creative deaths you can tease? Me is Jody. There is. Obviously, can't say who. But there is definitely a moment in the season where I was like, oh, she's back. Girl! Oh, I have been begging. Wow. It's, it's from now to Villanelle. Right. It's now to Villanelle. Final now form? to Villanelle. And what if it's the stripes? What if it's like I said, the stripes? <laughs> when she's in a stripe outfit and she fushtukin' some old dude. Oh. Whew. Anyways, thank you for that confirmation, Jody. She continues, I was kind of craving that artistry that she used to really thrive for. Me too. She used to be so meticulous and thought out and then, you know, Villanelle kind of unraveled. That was Eve's fault. It was. <laughs> but there are definitely moments to be enjoyed within the season in that sense. She uses her initiative and in this particular one, I was really impressed. Mia's Entertainment Weekly. One of the overarching themes of this show is questioning the extent to which people can change who they are. <laughs> How does that in particular manifest this season for even Villanelle? Oh, this is my longest answer. It's Jody. Okay. When we open for season four, Villanelle has found a church and she is on this quest to be good. I think she does it to prove to other people that she's capable and also to herself. Hmm. I think she finds it hard to believe that there's this one thing that she cannot do, but is really confronted by it. And that evolves throughout the whole season. I think what's so different about these characters is where you see Eve, you see she has changed and evolved in a way that is so truthful. Oh, that's mm. an interesting choice. Mm. And you see the results of that. Whereas Villanelle is operating from a place of her motivation is all wrong. It's not truthful. So therefore, she can't really succeed at it because I feel like Eve has such a clear sense of identity and Villanelle does not. That's an interesting take to have on that character. And I have a muse that I'm is not, not going to disagree. Oh, sorry. Leave, leave the muse. I'm going to finish Jody's right. sentence. Because of the way that she's lived her life. And I think that's what she's really trying to grapple with within this season. I have words, but I'm going to save it for musings. That's what you Me need to do. Me as Sandra O. I think the change for Eve is, first, very physical. Mm. You see her. She looks different. She's trained. I mean, girl, you still look good, so that's not true. But she got a different wardrobe. I will say mm -hmm. that. She has all these different skills. Mm. And that overall question of, can you change one's nature? I do feel that Villana has changed Eve's nature. And that Eve at first did not want to change. But inevitably, because they kept on slamming up against Eve. Girl, not right. enough. The, not actually. The entendres are killing horizontally, me. Horizontally. Right, right. Horizontally, Sandra. Horizontally. They kept on slamming up against each other. I think Eve really did change. And for Villanelle, I think later on, you might see something subtle that happens, but... Because they're different characters, it's, so it's not going to be necessarily 50-50 or even. Now that I guess. I mean, Sandra O, mm. I swear, it's like sometimes Jody be like narrowing the light. And Sandra O comes and just beams the shit right across all my muses with not enough specification. You know, it's weird that we want to talk about characters and subtle and changes and then not necessarily 50-50. When in series three, we saw Eve watch her husband get forked in the neck and Villanelle deal with her parents. And we got a whole episode dedicated to Villanelle and the parents and the fallout and the house and the 
explosion. And we didn't still get and an episode talking about Raymond. We didn't even see Eve really react to Nico. No, we, we just didn't saw see, we didn't Nico see in the hospital. We flashed forward. But we said that. We said that last season that when we were at the beginning of season three, we were excited to see her react about Raymond. We got the time jump. They never did that. Never did. We never got a true reaction about Dasha. Just that sentence. True. And so I'm there with you. They and then drunk They have during, not done it. Drunk during Kenny's, what, memorial, whatever it's called. And not her really reacting to Kenny being gone. They thought that those screams. <laughs> well, we'll see. We shall see. It is true. Definitely changed Eve a lot from when we last saw her. But the thing is, they haven't made it make sense. Right. So while I will agree with a lot of what Sandra says here in terms of Eve's characterization, it doesn't all math yet. And I hope it maths by the end of the series, but it's not. Not right now. Nope. It's not doing it. Anyways, me as Entertainment Weekly, to finish this up, now that you're at the end, do you feel like you're happy with the way it wraps up? Do you feel you told the story you wanted to tell? Uh, me as Sandra, oh, that's a tricky question. Naturally. Because it doesn't really matter. Girl! I feel like what we think, <laughs> we just really want the audience to enjoy it. Actually, facts. So she doesn't actually let us know how the fuck she feels about no, it. Right. She's like, it really doesn't matter what the fuck I think. Not it matters what y'all think. Okay. The other one where she was like, well, I, don't, I wouldn't call it happy, but it's right. <laughs> that was <laughs> Whoa, this is a different question. No, no, they said, did different. you feel that you oh, yeah. told the story you wanted to tell? And mm. she's basically saying it's not about me. It's about the creatives. Which, you know, mm. big ups to the writers. All right. It's what Sandra O was saying because she's like, hey, girl, I am the vessel. I am the performer. The constructor of plots. That is Laura Neal and everyone else she's working with. Okay. So Jody's answer says, and be engaged. Yeah, I think everyone's going to have their opinion because everyone is so invested in it mm -hmm. and that you can't argue. Mm -hmm. I think when I look at the work that we did when shooting this, I feel incredibly proud of what everybody did and how everyone came together to do that. And well, that's a oh. diplomatic answer. <laughs> it is right. It's very right. Toe in the line. Right. Back to Sandra. Sandra, oh, I think that the satisfaction is in the making of it. And then that actually we did create this. We did create this dynamic between these oh, two characters. Oh, y'all did that. Y'all And we did that. created these two characters that have not been seen oh, before. Oh, that's facts. That's that, facts. I think, has been supremely satisfying. Girl, it is! Eve Palastri will follow you for the rest of your life. And I ask and hope and pray to Lilith and all the misandry gods above that it overtakes Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that's true. And that's hard to do. Grey's Anatomy has been around for a whole person's life. But if killing Eve goes out the way that I hope and know that it can, whether or not it does, is what remains to be seen, then there's no way that people when they see her next for Uma. That the first question is, isn't it Grey's Anatomy? The first question is, so in that last episode of Killing Eve, tell me. Like, right. that's what I want. That's what I no, want. That's for it true. to be so whatever that people always have so to ask her about it. this is love. <laughs> I'm saying. Well, that's Ooh, the end of the article. That is the end. Fantastic. Yeah, we're skipping that L article and it's because it looks like a mini novella. And we have the time! But there's so many things to discuss in this snack episode that we're not trying to have be a four-part fucking snack. Please, Lilith, please let this be a manageable snack. And so the next article we're going to cover is... We thought about not bothering with this interview because it's so fucking long. But it's not nearly as long as the novella written in Ooh, L. Okay. So there are some interesting questions and answers given in this. So we definitely want to touch upon it okay. for the media stuff that was happening. All right. So this article from the New York Times is entitled Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer Lay Killing Eve to Rest. Pun intended. <laughs> 
It says across four seasons, the bodies mounted as their characters' mutual obsession deepened. But like all relationships, this one too had to come to an end. The entendres. I'm Lots sorry. Of like... Lots of them. <laughs> all right. Oh, so oh, this is in Beverly Hills, California. Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer locked eyes across a fish tank. Illuminated in the blue glow of bubbling water and artificial light, the two women slowly registered each other with puzzlement, hostility, and abject longing. Across three seasons of Killing Eve, the two actresses and the show's creative team have worked to master the complex bond between their two characters, and there it was, distilled into a single Romeo and Juliet-inspired moment. It's almost like we called it. You definitely called it. You saw it. Immediately. And then a wayward fish ruined the shot. Dude, O exclaimed, still exasperated months later. The fish would show up in the first episode of the show's fourth and final season were exceedingly difficult, Comer explained, laughing. One just swam right through and literally blocked both eyes, she said. (laughs) I was like, guys, I can't work with this fish. (laughs) Oh my god, that's funny. Audiences won't find out if the former MI6 agent Eve played by O and the globe-trotting assassin Villanelle played by Comer are fated to wind up like Shakespeare's star-crossed lovers until the series finale of Killing Eve airs this spring. The first of eight episodes will air Sunday and blah, blah. The show was an instant critical hit when it premiered in 2018. O, who also serves as an executive producer, has been nominated for three Emmys for her performance. In 2019, she won a Golden Globe. Comer also nabbed multiple Emmy nominations, winning the award in 2019. The new season, like so many other projects, was delayed because of pandemic-era shooting complications. Off screen, the mutual obsession the actresses embody in Killing Eve gives way to mutual affection and respect. On a crisp February morning, they sat across from me on a patio table at the Peninsula Hotel, interacting with the ease of old friends and the reverence of colleagues who have witnessed each other at the peak of their craft. Comer, who speaks with a soft Liverpoolian lilt, quickly ditched the patent midi skirt she had worn for an earlier photo shoot in favor of a more comfortable pair of track pants. Dagger-like earrings still framed her face. The Ottawa-raised O reclined in a seersucker jacket and billowy pants and sipped from her trusty drink bottle, mm-hmm. marked to track her hydration throughout the day. On set, O had earned a reputation for being a one-woman hydration station. <laughs> Comer said, with multiple vessels nearby at all times, yo, drinking water is key to one's health. And it says these are edited excerpts from our conversation. Oh, so do you want to be Jody this time and I'll be O? Sandra? Okay, I'll be I'll be Jody. Okay. I'll be Jody. Please do not do the scouse. It starts with you. You're going to sound like that, um, Sully May from it, Gentleman it, Jack. It's, it's going to happen. Don't, don't do it. Oh, Thomas is worse. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't do Thomas from Gentleman Jack, I bet. Because no one will know what you're saying. No one will know. But yes, Jody starts first. Oh, oh uh, the question. Yeah. Let me read the question. What was your reaction when you learned how Killing Eve would end? It's a mixed emotions. I was kind of stunned. The beautiful thing about shooting the end was that we were together on set, which was amazing. Yo. I don't know how I feel about the ending, <laughs> truth be told. I should have gave you Sandra. <laughs> I'm not going to make it through. Okay, me and Sandra. I thought it was quite victorious, and I think we stayed true to the characters and to each other. Oh, I like I like how that sounds. Me too. Next question. When did you find out the fate of your characters? Sandra says, that was very much a work in progress. There are certain discussions that happened very early on, and then the pandemic happened and certain things were shifted. The discovery happened as we were building it. That's as specific and as broad as I can say. I do absolutely feel like this season, the season finale, we spend the most time together because it's just correct and ready for the characters to be able to be in that space with each other. Not them finishing each other's sentences, girls. Adorable. Right. We won't get much of this left. And like was said earlier, you don't... Actors don't be having the synergy like that. Like, it doesn't just happen like that. (sighs) Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Anyways, (laughs) let me finish this article. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. That's what I'm hoping for. Moving on. We must move on. From San Junipero, lyrics. Okay, next question. Do you feel like this was the right time to end? 
I'm still Sandra, who says, it is because this is what's happening. A lot of people describe this as a, quote, cat and mouse, and I understand that within the first season. But I've got to tell you, if you're going to continue describing it like that, you haven't watched the show. <laughs> Thank you! on it, Sandra! Thank you! I said, speak on it! She continues, that's too easy. For me, the show is really exploring the female psyche and how these two female characters need one another. Need. Need. <sighs> So when if you're nuanced no, 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 and you have the no. range to write about the show, if you understand and respect the queer gays and the female gays, anyway, then maybe you stop your own sentence. Won't be in any of your the have perspective. The have perspective. And how many articles have we read that literally copy and paste what another article said about oh, the show? So there's that. Too many. And she finishes doing that digging within the context of a certain type of thriller. It was the right time to end. It's the trickiest thing to execute, you know. <laughs> Trying to move from the characters forward in a way that feels truthful, but also keeping all those pieces that people love so much. Their relationship means something so personal to <laughs> each person already. who watches it. Sick of you. <laughs> Next question. And the show doesn't put a label on even... <laughs> on you. <laughs> Not me not being able to read the question. And the show doesn't put a label on even Villanelle's relationship. Whatever. But Jenny Coleman says, I find it quite difficult when people are like, what is this relationship? Gay! It's so it's gay. hard to put a name on that. Gay. <laughs> yes, Sandra says, more and more I find that a very restrictive type of question because it needs to be as wide as possible. I'm not going to tell you nothing because it doesn't matter. Sandra and I don't speak a lot to each other about what we're doing before we get to set. And then when it feels good, it feels good. So we're constantly making those discoveries ourselves. Well, we knew that about how they worked on yes. their characters from the first series. Sandra says, that's some of the best stuff in what we do in filmmaking. You can set up certain circumstances and then something unscripted will happen. And that's actually what to follow. That's literally person of interest once fucking Amy Acker gets on there and Sarah Shahi. Next question. How was having a different woman serving as showrunner each season? And they have Phoebe Waller-Bridge followed by Emerald, Fennell, Suzanne Heathcote, and Laura Neal influence the series as a whole. Without a doubt, each brings their own feelings and intuitions on what they believe the characters will be doing. What I've enjoyed about that is the opportunity to sit at a table with everyone and really discuss and unravel what it is that feels true. To be included in those conversations, it's been amazing. <laughs> Prior to Killing Eve, it's like... You show up to set, you learn your lines, do your job, and you go home. That's an indictment of the creatives you've worked with. Right. It's not collaborative or as enjoyable. But we've been new. Fiona Shaw been said. I mean, her and Sandra are the most senior. But I feel like Fiona's been on more shows because Sandra was locked into Grace for so long. To know what it is to be on a bunch of different gigs, a bunch of different professional shit, mm -hmm. and which ones are the best ones. Okay. Sandra says, It's been the biggest avenue of growth because it's very challenging. If you're a sausage maker, you know that that's a challenging way to make sausage. But what that sparks is a natural place for friction, and I think that can be an extremely creative place. Mm -hmm. Next question. Were there certain things on your bucket list that you wanted to accomplish in this final season? <laughs> Sandra says, I got to wear a wig! Oh, yeah. I remember when I saw that picture, I was Good like, accent. damn, Sandra. <laughs> was she like, damn, Sandra? <laughs> I don't know why that meme just came back into my head. No, like, right. damn, damn, Daniel. Right. She was like, damn, Sandra. And she adds, I got to wear two wigs. I got to wear a dress. Oh, bitch, we've only seen one. A dress. So it's the one? So it's one dress? Uh, no, no, dress. I'm not trying to get distracted. No, I'm not. I need to remove. I need to not focus on. She said, a dress, as in singular, as in Villanelle doesn't get to see her in a dress, and I just need to go forward. She finishes with, I was so excited that my wardrobe expanded. There was a fire that I felt had gone out that I wanted back. Because I knew we were finishing. 
I wanted a snippet of the old Villanelle we once knew. She has gone on this journey with her moral compass and humanity, but I was like, I want her back badder than ever. Finally, somebody saying the shit I've been saying about Villanelle. I have been saying it. And Sandra adds, because a scorpion's nature cannot change. Exactly. Interviewer, is that something you vocalized early on? Yeah, those conversations are always open. Like, is there anything that maybe didn't resonate with you? Or something you wanted to expand on? There was never something I couldn't bring up. What this show has always encouraged, especially about finding Villanelle, was try something. If it's silly, if it's over the top, if it doesn't work, it's fine. There's such a freeness that I have definitely taken on. So what's with the gesticulations when I you're not reading Sandra L? I don't know. Right. It's just you. I just wanted to point that out. Mm. The next question says, so many of your line readings are completely unexpected. And I'll think, did she just do that on the moment? Sandra says, yep. I feel like I'm often just flying by the seat of my pants. Me as Sandra laughing. <laughs> is, is, wait, is, is that, that the saying? So seat of my underpants? Oh, not her not knowing. <gasps> the American saying adorbs. And Sandra goes, no, 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 no. Seat of your pants is correct. Aww. Next question. When Killing Eve premiered in April 2018, the world was in a different place. We were mid-Trump presidency, but pre-pandemic. How do you think the show has adapted to the shifting landscape and what has it been to offer viewers? And Sandra answers, that's a tricky question because I don't want to say what it is. When we did come out, it was post Me Too, post beginning of Time's Up. It was an extremely magical, fortuitous time. The storytelling centered around women. Most of the creative heads were women. We were able to give the world a gift, right? It was also just stylistically fresh. Conceptually, the genre was fresh. Other changes regarding the pandemic and shifts politically, that's up to the audience. And Jody says, I feel like it's sometimes pure escapism. Well, it is when I don't have to watch Eve jumping on knobs well, every fucking that, right. second. Right. It, 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 we it so would be close. total escape. Right. If we could just remove that propaganda. But anyways, the next question is, like viewers getting to see Europe while stuck at home during the pandemic. And Jody says, well, we had to do a lot of cheating this season because of COVID. Sandra. That's a terrible reveal, but it's so true. Girl, we knew. We've been new. And Jody adds, the art department and set design had to pull together to recreate these places that we were visiting. Everyone really had to step up in a different way. So I'm sure Cuba was Ooh, out. And if Cuba does lot. show up, I know they shot some other random ass beach in Spain mm -hmm. for Cuba. And we will have to move on and look past and it. And the Cubans will have to right. deride it, put a red mark, right. and just keep it moving. Next question. Were you able to shoot anything outside of Britain? Jody says, no. Sandra says, which is sad, but it is what it is. We're shooting during the pandemic blah 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 not that mad they didn't get their frequent flyer miles but i feel y'all ladies so basically we have shot everything in london for for the world okay that's fine thank you for setting up that expectation well, it's a good thing that sensei happened when it did because could you imagine sensei trying to do anything in the pandemic no but that's brando for you to bring up sensei uh, no no uh, only because i'm canceled for low, years i'm so. thinking of locations mostly and it's like when there's travel restrictions you can't tell stories of eight people from like eight corners of the world like it just doesn't I mean you could but I think it would cost you infinitely oh, well, more money no, because yeah. all the sets required the COVID precautions and that costs money mm. to test motherfuckers no, multiple yeah. times and a thing and a thing and a thing alright so next question is what did your last day on set entail Sandra says all we can say is that we were together and the next <laughs> question is and emotionally and Sandra says we were also probably together what <laughs> And she laughs and she laughs. And then Jody also... says, Bullshit. "Very together." And Thank you, guys. Thank you for the <laughs> details. That's that's. Hmm. It's Thank the same you. answer. Delicious. Sandra adds, "For me, it was very, very heightened. It was very hard." <sighs> 
Okay. Well, <clears throat> next question. Is that fish tank scene in the season four premiere an intentional homage to Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet? Sandra says, yes, for sure. We even thought about doing the hand thing. The hand thing? Oh, uh, 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 no, like I the, know. Yeah. First of all, not when a slap is coming <laughs> afterwards, but yes. And we did not shy away from certain film references, like when Eve is following Ellen and she's in the blonde wig. I remember talking to Stella Karate, our director. Stella! Um, about <laughs> oh, yes. Faye Wong in Chungking Express. And I was like, I want to look like her. Oh, indeedy. I love the richness of bringing in the history of images and how they can fit into our story. You know what? I didn't see that coming, and I'm thankful. But we didn't get to that episode yet, so I'm no, sure. No, but we'd seen we'd seen the wig, and actually, it was giving that. So the fact that she says that makes it more specific, and it goes back to my muses of specific references being specific. If you do it, next question is: Looking back, what does the awards recognition you received for Eve mean to you? And Jody responds. I remember going to the Golden Globes that first year, and Sandra won, and we were all like, this is amazing. It felt like such a celebration. Of course, there's always a moment of gratification, but your sense of fulfillment comes from actually doing the work. And Sandra says, these trophies are lovely and nice, but as you, <laughs> but as you continue on deeper into your career, the significance of that changes. We made something together. It's concrete. It can't be taken away from us. And most of all, the growth, confidence, maturity, expansion, everything that got us here can't be taken away. It's those things that take up much more meaning and space. But well, that's a wise fucking answer, Sandra. That oh. is. And what is this? Oh, this last part doesn't matter. So that is it. That is the conclusion of the New York Times article with Sandra Ellen and Jodie Comer talking about ending the show that we know as Killing Eve. Wow. So you gave me a little bit of hope, and I appreciate that both, Sandra they did. and They Jody. gave me some hope. All the entendre in that article. I needed it. I needed right. hope. I, I need all the hope. I'm not going to say that this article was written by someone who understands what the queer gaze is. I'm not going to say that, but they, I, I just want you to no, know that don't. I read. Because you know how you know when someone understands what the queer gaze is? They ask about it. Oh, they too. ask about how they feel about the imprint that will be left, the archetype, because we know that happens in the same way that we still talk about Zena and Gabrielle as mm. some sort of reference because they are a pillar within you know television, pop culture of what it is to reference, especially if you're a queer viewer of media and so even Villanelle, they there forever. No, it's true. Until the earth blows up or something else happens, like they're constantly in the annals. And so that is something to be a part of, of an iconic pairing. And I just wish that the Hets would stop gaslighting us about how iconic of a queer pairing it is. I don't care what you guys think. I don't care if you think it's exploitative. If they fuck, I don't care. Go talk to a therapist about what's exploitative. Do work on you. But the fact that Eve and Villana are both iconic queer characters who, within the annals of television, there is no other characters that we can pinpoint that really, truly remind us of these two, let alone the dynamic that was created as referenced by Sandra and Jodie. No, right. Uniquely, like, that's just unto them. And again, it's going to be a very short fucking list. It's going to be the shortest no, list yeah. in the world. If you try to say, what other bitch of any gender can compare to what Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer were serving on screen together as, as acting partners. And like I said, I <laughs> ride in if you want to, but prepare to be dragged because my standards it's, are very high, it's, extremely high. No, it's true because not since, what well, I was going to say the 90s where you have like a Kalisto and Xena on screen together, when you put them in each other's bodies and they can act as each other. Like if you give, if someone gives me 
Eve is Villanelle. Please stop. And Villanelle's Eve. I know I'm not going to get it. Just stop. Like Buffy is Faith and Faith is Buffy. What are you doing? Sorry. Is this fan fiction? Just, no, what are you talking is. about? I'm sorry. I might have seen. Or are you talking about some future show? I might have what seen Villanelle, um, Jesus Cristo, and then I maybe to... I, I'll. No, Jesus Cristo. It leaves a lot. Right, please come down. Uh, please I'm come sorry. down. Because I, I feel like potentially we can get those reverse dynamics in somebody's bootleg show. Because we know there's going to be those shows that come after and people have already attempted to be like Killing Eve and they're going to fail. Because for one, if you don't harness the queer, it's an L. It's That's a true. dub. If you don't harness the thespians, it's an L. It's a dub. So yeah, Killing Eve. I just wish. And you know, if any of you fucking journalists listen to this fucking podcast, ask these bitches about the iconic crystals of their characters. Maybe they're not fully aware until Sam Oh, heard Kerry Washington mention it because you motherfuckers don't bring it up because you have on your hat goggles and suddenly you're not concerned with what the queers feel about this representation, about how important it is, how subversive it is, and how good, how good it is because it's not playing into the same fucking, you just gotta be good girls, gotta be good girls, do the right thing. No, this show started with the vulgar subversiveness that was brilliantly written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge and carried on through from Ermo to Suzanne to now to Lauda. And so, please, somebody, make sense when you interview Sandra O and Jodie Comer, whatever weeks are coming, ask them. Not just, how do you feel about the show ending? How do you feel about being two of the most iconic queer characters who ever graced the television? Because those are facts. Because You're our right. representation is still so small, it is still so minute, and mostly bad, that when something like this happens, it is automatically in the Pantheon. Is it not? No we were shit. literally going down that fucking list. The Entertainment Weekly list right. of, of 100 top romances, and Villanelle and Eve were there, and the fucking show isn't done. So that goes to show you right there. And literally, we saw the rest of those queer couples. Mostly below. Even Villanelle. No, it's true. And that's debatable about where people want them. I'm just saying. You can't have a queer couple that high up where the only competition was what Hannibal and Glee. No, right. In terms of that. And then you don't you don't talk to these actors like they're queer icons? Make it make sense. Fix yourself, journalists. Fix yourself. Because it's giving bullshit. No, and I would no, like, I would like better for us as fans of Sandra and Jody and of Killing Eve. And also for you journalists. Wake the fuck up. Wake up. Because I don't know how this doesn't get asked. I have not read articles about Euphoria. But I, I imagine someone asked Zendaya about what it is to be a queer character. I imagine. No, no. Yeah, somebody, right? someway right. has said something about that, especially because she's won an Emmy. So just keep that same energy. Keep that same energy for Killing Eve. You guys don't want to put the relationship in a box? Fine. It's a whole lot of things, but what it definitely is with a giant Q is queer. Okay? Thank you. And that's the end Thanks. of this mini TED Talk. <laughs> Next revelation, so it's an article from Pink News. UK, which is titled Why are they coming for Killing Eve's neck though? Season four. Slammed as predictable and out of ideas, <laughs> but queer fans remain loyal. So if they saw Villanella's Jesus coming, if they thought that was a predictable Well, move, I would like to know how has it been slammed as predictable when we only have one episode at most two. Well? How is how is it predictable already when we only got two episodes? And definitely no one saw his Cristo mm. Villanelle. Literally, no one saw that bitch coming. So I'm gonna attempt to follow the article. It looks like it's a short article. Okay. If you start to get a little spit in the back of your throat, mm. I will take over. Him. Here we are. The drama has long been a favorite among LGBT and women, but after it, wait, 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 yes, wait, LGBT what? plus women. Is that what they mean? The drama has long been a favorite among LGBT plus women. Period. Okay. That is the sentence. It's a bad sentence. We are already starting out in the. <laughs> and then they start the new sentence with but. So I'm already. Yeah. This oh, dear. Is... Well, do your best. Okay. But after, <laughs> after it made its return, 
In the U.S. on Sunday, critics have accused Killing Eve of being out of new ideas. First of all, critics, sir, they have the quote. Is there a citation? Let's see. Perhaps this next. We paragraph. won't share any spoilers, but a two-star review <gasps> in the Guardian read. Oh, I don't think the I read Guardian? that. I haven't read that Guardian one. Two stars. It's still recognizably Killing Eve, and it's still kind of cool, but it's out of new ideas. Okay. If they're talking about Eve hopping on a knob, I do not disagree. Now it's probably had propaganda, so I probably mostly disagree. But if I were to say it's the knob hopping. Y'all already know. The Hollywood Reporter, meanwhile, said, Villanelle, once an agent of chaos, has become predictable in her taste for blood. Okay, Villanelle's had no blood this season, so y'all are already tripping. Woo! Fans, however, seem more receptive to the show's final season, with a Twitter user saying, I loved these two episodes of Killing Eve. I don't care what people say. Oh my God, I need more. Why do we have to wait a week? It's the way <laughs> this article is written. It's no, bothering it's, look, me. Look, look, the standards are in hell. I see. We have to accept I this and move on. See, you saw from that first sentence we were in for something. All right, let, let's power through this. With this, uh, is this WordPress? I'm not even going to ask. Let me just keep <laughs> reading. Despite the negative press, many fans have stated that they will remain loyal to the show due to its iconic lead actor Sandra Oh and Judy Comer. <laughs> quote: Straight people might give negative no, no, that's reviews. A quote. That's a quote. Yeah, quote: Straight people might give negative reviews for season four, but Killing Eve is literally made for gay people, and gay people's happiness is all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. One Twitter user said, you know what? Thank you. You know what? I can't. Oh, this is from oh, it's, it's one of Anna the, yeah. of the KE Spoilers uh, of, accounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Killing Wives. Shout out to the KE Spoiler Hive. Right. Uh, Thanks, we y'all. see you. We right. was looking for the deleted scenes. Come <laughs> find that shit till we find one of you spoiler bitches and we thank you. And fans have had a long wait since the final episode of Killing Eve's third season aired on BBC America and on the UK's BBC iPlayer in April and May 2020 with production for season four delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, are we in a pandemic? What a sentence. What a sh- no, Terrence, look, I know. <laughs> you know what? Let me let me take over. Okay. With the BBC announcing that series four will be the show's last, fans have been jumping on any teaser they possibly could. Help. Why are these sentences spaced with um <laughs> enters? Are these sentences paragraphs? Yes. And this... <laughs> In December last year, the Killing Eve Twitter account bamboozled fans by posting a mysterious update simply reading, Tomorrow. The tweet, which revealed itself to be a teaser trailer for the new series, led one user to comment, quote, I'm a homosexual having a panic attack. Was that me? Did I delete it? I'm gay. No, stressed. there was a lot of gay no, panics. No, there was a lot. There was a lot of gay panics. Different okay. types of gay panics, but all right. panicking all the same. Okay. And then it ends with How to Watch, Killing Eve, Season 4, BBC iPlayer, yada, 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 yakety yak, don't talk back. Trash. I don't like understand this, this article. Sir, we have said that this, like, the whole word count articles or just doing it because we need the SEO. Pink news. Well, well, what I'll say is. Pink news. Emily. Oh, dear. Emily. Hi, Emily. Emily, writer of the article, Emily. Um, why, Emily? Well, well yes, Why? But also, why? Oh, why? but also, thank you for volunteering to want to write about killing Eve. But but why? But, why was but this why the, was the this, angle right? This was something. Is this the gays are letting me down with their article I, I just writing? Need to they know, really are. Like, did someone listen to the last request about us needing someone who was a non-man to come and write about killing Eve for the queer rags? And then they found someone who was not in love with the show. Actually, the opinion is missing. It's more like, well, this is what I heard. Ultimately, that's oh, that how the part, article reads. This wasn't an op-ed. This oh, was right. McGlift off Twitter. Let me tell you what this other person said. Oh, and the Hollywood Reporter said this. How much information have I procured on my own? Zero. Well, Zero. the article exists, so if that was the mission, mission accomplished, dot, dot, question mark. So I don't know why Pink News wants to come for Killing Eve's neck 
but that they did. They said, it's boring, it's predictable, everybody hates it, except for these gays. That literally, that's how I would sum up the article. They said, queer and Q, it's OD. It's hold OD. my beer. It's not true. That's what they did. It's not true. Like, there are things that I've been yelling about, deservedly. So, when it comes to Fojafari, but this is jumping to conclusions and considering everything that I predicted, not everything, but it just feels like most of the world of my predictions is dead. As you guys remember from the correction segment just a little while ago, so, yeah, if I were to grade this article, I'm giving it an F minus. You know what? No, no, no. It references the gays loving Killing Eve, so I'm going to give it an F plus, which is a failure, but a failure with a little bit of glitter. You know what I mean? You failed, but boom, glitter, which is gay. So, you see how I just brought it all together? Oh, yeah. I did. I see. Well, that was Pink News. Do you have a grade for Pink News? I didn't know what I was reading. I could not finish the article. That's true. The sentences were magically paragraphs at one point, <laughs> but I, maybe there's maybe there are different space. grammar Remember rules. Remember double space? Oh, so, right. No. Look, I wrote, I wrote a whole article. Look, it's Lord. all of it. With room for adverts. Uh, maybe Lord. that was what it was. My God. Pop in the adverts here so the article seems more oh saturated. I, I, I don't get the process personally, but... It is what it is. It, right. It is what it is. It is what it is. And with that, let us move on to the next revelation, which is really just media, more media, that we've gotten from the Killing Eve official account about our favorite bitches. 